Hi, Kath. Hi, Don. Hi, Christina. Hey, guys. Morale. Hi, Sophia. <laughs> hey. The morale chemist is back. In the house. Hey. When was the last time you were here? I don't uh, even remember. I, long, I feel like it was a really long time yeah. ago. I think it was a year ago last yeah. fall. Actually, you're right. Right? It oh was a year gosh. ago, yeah. Yeah, Don and like I had a breakthrough. 15. It was like a huge breakthrough. Yeah. You were yeah. really helpful. Thank yes. you. We did an exercise. Yeah. Oh, we don't have exercises today, though, do we? I didn't, thi- I didn't think no. of any. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because <laughs> I'm like, I think we're good. We're exhausted. This last full moon just exhausted everybody. It's been a lot. It's been a lot. We had a lot of conversations. We always have really great conversations before the podcast. And everybody's like, save it for the podcast. I know. We go to from like zero to deep in 60 <laughs> yeah. seconds. We really do. So I, w- I want to start out with a message, if that's okay. okay. I'm not driving the cart, but I'm just okay. like saying... Um, it seems like there's since the eclipse. This is now one. Wait, of where's the thing that Christina had? What thing? Oh, the yeah. I brought a passage. Yeah, is that yeah. what you're talking about? Is that what Sophie had me read? No, no, no. Oh, I oh, I brought oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that we can talk about. We can talk that. about that. Yeah, but yeah. Then I also brought something. I brought something else. Okay. like a nice little morale boosting kind of passage for oh, people really who good. are feeling a little a little wiped out about everything that's going on. So it's a yes. lot that's yeah. happening. So I was I was talking to the ladies, the ladies, um, about I had about like maybe six or seven clients this week. Four of the seven clients, um, it was the same theme of it was all doom. It was all emotional doom. It was depression. It was uh, marriages breaking. It was um, people just not knowing where their feelings are. And it's, it was like really erotic about like not being able to feel stable. Mm. And it's in this short amount of time. And, and not everybody's really knowing how to handle it. And so we've been talking about what is, what do we talk about? Like, well, how to handle, what is that? <laughs> coping in this crazy world. Thank you, Donna. For, thank you. Coping in this crazy world is so appropriate. So today I did my meditation um, for, for the day and I ended up channeling, um, which I do channel a lot and I scribe, but I don't really do it on the podcast. I don't share it on the podcast. It's a very private, you know, personal thing that I do, but I'm going to start sharing more of that. I think when I get these messages, so I want, I wrote it down the message I got from Metatron and, and those who've listened to the podcast before know who Metatron is. Um, and if you haven't, he Google, Google, Google him. But to, in my world, in my, uh, pretend friends, as Donna calls it, (laughs) my (laughs) invisible friends, um, it really is a voice of God that kind of comes through and I got this really intense message. So I'm going to just share with you a little bit. So maybe inspire you, um, just to the beginning of the podcast. Okay. So since the eclipse, many of you have been experiencing a bit of, uh, soul chaos. Talk about that. The loss of a loved one is heavier than usual. Your illness has arrived. Things around you are breaking down and you're at a loss or feeling moments uh, or feeling moments of this. You're here on earth to learn and grow, to ascend to each level of your soul self-actualization. You cannot grow in stagnation and comfort. We love that. Um, That 
is for the rest. So being stagnant and comfort is for your, is your rest time. Your action is needed to pay attention to your higher power. I was like, when you're feeling desperate, lonely, and frustrated, go to your core and pray. Thoughts invoke to your higher people, your God, universe, your belief system. This is not a time to analyze. It's time for compassion for yourself and for others. Things that are, um, I don't know what this word is, things that are something are not happening. Oh, things that are painful are not happening to you. They're happening for you. We are here. If you connect, you just have to be willing and able to do so. Time for alignment and compassion. Open your arms. Open your arms. Step out of your mind. Get out of your head and into your heart. You are not alone. If you choose to calm yourself and breathe, get to your core. We will be there. Blessings. Mm -hmm. It's a good message. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to go back to a couple of things from this, which I thought was really, really, really helpful, which is that a lot of you, I bet right now who are listening, have those feelings of heaviness, loss, like grieving is just heavier than it has been. I really love that we're talking about um, the pain that's just creeping up and how do we how do we cope with it and how do we move forward into it and it's it's we get is the word complacent when mm -hmm. you're just like stagnant and you're just looking for that comfort is we get so angry and so frustrated we get so angry and so frustrated that we can't solve the problem right away and it we become desperate and that's when destruction happens and that's when we can't climb out of it it's because we get so much in our head to problem solve it that we don't feel that it's really happening because it needs to. And our purpose here on earth is to train. You know, when you go to school, you don't just sit in the classroom. You got to do the work and you learn and grow as you do the work. It's when you stop and hang out and think you can just handle it is when things around you start breaking down. So the, the message is that now is not a time to be afraid of the chaos. Don't be afraid that things aren't working out the way you need to. Get to your core self. Get down to you, however you pray or meditate or, or get to your soul, and it'll, it'll lead the way. This is all goes back to koala. Trust your spirit. Trust the connection. And a lot of people are asking me, you know, my husband's cheating on me. My my children are out of control. This one's doing drugs and I just lost my job and um, my car keeps breaking down. My furnace broke down. You know, like, you know, when you have people that just have this chronic accident things that are happening to them and they're just like, you know, I just have the worst luck. My life is just really shitty all the time. If you keep saying that your life is shitty, your life is shitty. If you turn around and say, okay, stop for a minute and why are things around you breaking down? You have to take in account the energy you're bringing into your life. So just take a moment, breathe, stop, and just put things in perspective and then start from the beginning, mm -hmm. which is what can I do today to just to make one thing easily? Listen, our dryer just broke and we're like, all right, our dryer broke. So guess what? We're using the washer and then go to the laundromat. And then when we can get a dryer, we get a dryer. Like you, I can either make it a huge deal or I can stop and problem solve and realize in the big picture, how much does it really matter? And if you're losing your job or if you're, your husband or partner or whomever is no longer with you uh, in, in your expectation, well, that's a gift in an ugly package that it's time to move on. So you have to take these challenges 
and move forward in your life. And that's how we can cope in this crazy world. Just stop, breathe, get down to the to the basics. And I really I appreciated that message. Mm-hmm. Was I appreciate? Was I like reverendy? I was kind of reverendy, wasn't <laughs> you I? Were. I like it when I'm reverendy sometimes. <laughs> I like it when I bring that in. All right, Rev's in the house. Hey, <laughs> hey. Now let me get back to my fuzzy self. Hey. <laughs> so Christina, we had a great conversation about yeah. this kind of stuff, and you brought up something really philosophical that kind of met with that Mm -hmm. not even intending what we were going to talk about today exactly um actually I do want to talk a little bit about an experience or experiences that I've been having for you know it really actually started in the beginning of December every year when the holidays roll around it I just start to get really weepy and emotional for the world and for you know life and it's you know it's just a really tender time so I think I'm just kind of coming out of that and so I've been taking a look at some things and some passages and philosophies around you know how I can be in that heart-based space while it seems like everything is so chaotic and I actually found comfort in a couple of things but one of the thing one of uh, Tolstoy actually Mm -hmm. gave me a lot of comfort and he has this uh saying I know who that is shut the fuck up Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. And it's really around it's really around being of service. So for me, yeah. thematically for me, it's about being of service, which to me is like a main just mainlining contentedness and happiness. Right. And he says, you know, uh, man's greatest happiness is to be of service to his neighbor. Right. For being in service to your neighbor, you're communing with the divine spirit inside of you. Mm-hmm. So when things feel like they're falling apart, be of service. Right. No one's asking you to go and, you know, fight the wildfires in Australia, you know, but can you go and volunteer to an animal shelter? Right. Can you go check on someone, you, you know, who you think might be in trouble? It's those small things when we give to others that tap into sort of the compassionate part of ourselves, right. which then makes the world feel a little less chaotic. And in, and from a philosophical standpoint and even from a spiritual standpoint, then we're contributing good into the world. Right. We're, we're sort of fighting. I can't what? Oh. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay. 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 Wait. oh my god okay chaos <laughs> chaos <laughs> now sophie's getting the food yeah. being of service but so my, my my point is that um a lot of times we we tend to let these external circumstances right. really impact us in in a way and we get attached to them yes and it's in that attachment that those really strong emotions come up and the easiest way to not get attached to them is to help other people or to be of service or think about just like what what in this moment right now can I serve right or you know how can I even be of service to this moment right now it doesn't even have to be to someone else or it could be in service to the moment that's right and I've found that that really helps me calm down. It helps get me out, out of, of my house. head, yeah. out of the house, out of my head. It keeps me from getting attached and frustrated and angry. Because the other thing that happens, too, just from an egoic standpoint, hey, um, just from an egoic standpoint, like, we get, we get Chaos. angry. Chaos. <laughs> Chaos. We get angry and frustrated, but 
our ego tricks us into thinking we're actually doing something about it because we're in anger oh, and yeah. frustration. Right. So it's like we must be doing something. It's redirecting. Because we're, I'm so angry and frustrated. But what, and what tends to happen is you wear yourself out completely. And then you have no energy for anything else. You have no energy for problem solving. Right. You have no energy for perspective. Because you're in this hamster wheel of anger thinking that you're, you're you know, in that rumination thinking that you're doing something. Right. So to me, service is a really great tool to help deal with those feelings. You know what? We, you and I have talked about service because, you know, this is a, this is a regular conversation. I love that this is, I could say this is a regular conversation that Christine and I have is that service is very important for that. And I, and I think about service with the people I really love. Like I love everybody. Like I love people, but I really think about how much I help people I don't know, but also a service of people that I know well. And that really helps me also without taking something from me, you know, without, you know, um, you know, when you feel depleted, when mm -hmm. you're in the state, when you're in the state of mind and you become, you become so depleted that you can't do one other thing, but yet you're more inclined to help a stranger than you are of the people around you mm -hmm. because for some reason it means something different. I don't know what. It's the consciousness. Yeah. It's the universal consciousness that we're all connected to. And that yeah. universal consciousness is trying to have a conversation with us. That's why helping a stranger sometimes feels really good because that's our natural inclination. Right. That is what we are supposed to be doing. Right. Compassion. And so when we're when we're guided by that and and we allow ourselves to to move in that direction, it's really life just saying the natural law is to continuously give and give and give and everything will come back. Right. And so that's why it feels good to help a stranger. It because really that's does. what we're supposed to be doing. Yes. And that's what we get down to is compassion. We need compassion for ourselves and we need compassion for other people. And that will make things better. I believe that. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just listening. <laughs> I'm just listening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. And we had a great conversation as well about who is the philosopher you were talking. I really want you to share that because this has to do with Sophie, like Sophie's going through stuff. We're all going through stuff. Everything we're talking about is because we're all in a state of something right now. Mm -hmm. And I really love the philosophical way that you explained what you're about to explain. And then I'll talk about the spiritual aspect. Of sure. It. Yeah. So I had this really intense experience uh, with this particular practice. It's actually called the eternal return uh, from Frederick Nietzsche. Mm-hmm. So if you're not f familiar with Nietzsche, basically to boil it down, his whole thing was around exploring how people can feel imp feel empowered in their lives. He, his concept of will to power, meaning leading empowered lives, aligning with what we're, what we're inclined to do, uh, and that's also good for the world. And so he had this concept and practice called the eternal return, and it's basically this. Um, you're having a conversation with a demon, and a demon says to you, the demon says to you, okay, when you die, you're going to come back and you're going to live your life exactly the way that it has played out down to every moment, down to every minute, down to every emotion, down to every second, every person that you met, like your family, everything, everything is going to play out exactly the same as it has. And the exercise or the practice around it is, how would you feel if that were true? 
if that were your your reality that you lived your life all over again is ex- exactly as it happened. So I did this practice and um, I had a very intense answer or experience with it, which I was horrified. I was horrified by the possibility that I would live my life over again exactly as it happened. You know, and it made me, and I cried and I cried because I felt. How did I you felt, do the practice? So I just sat and I thought about okay. it. I read, okay. I read what it was. Right. Like I was going to say, I, did you write? Did you talk? Did you meditate? Yeah. Did you sleep? Like what did you do? No, I yeah. read, I read what it was. And uh-huh. then I sat quietly and asked myself the question. Yeah. You know, how would I feel if this were true? How would I feel if I had to live my life all over again and the things that happened to me and, and all of that? And my the answer that came up was I don't want to I can't imagine anybody who would want I would so and that was that and that's that was that was our great conversation really I so I yeah yeah, oh I'm sorry sorry. I just want to so it was a very for me it was um it felt like a bottoming out in a way like a sort of I had an ex I had an existential crisis really. And it felt like a bottoming out and it was very intense and I cried and I cried. But on the other side of that, something really beautiful happened Mm. because what ended up happening was like, okay, well, I'm not dying. I'm not in the conversation with the demons. So now how am I going to live my life so that I would want to repeat it moment for moment, emotion for emotion, person for person, et cetera. And I decided to uh, try a practice a daily practice, um, or try to be mindful of at the end of the day, I want to think about one thing that I could live over and over and over and over and over again for eternity. Or at the beginning of the day, I think to myself, what can I do today that I know or may feel like that is a moment or a thing or an activity or a person that I would want to live that encounter over and over and over and over again for eternity. And what's happening now is this feeling of control and empowerment and agency and efficacy Mm. in my own life where, (laughs) where it's like I'm more intentional about what I do, how I spend my time. I've cut out a lot of, the fat, yeah, I've the fluff, the the ickiness, like, and um, you know, even though you know, and then I did think about a couple of things in my life where I was like, oh yeah, I would absolutely, you know, Mustafa, you know, my relationship over again, my friends over again. You can say Kathy. She you said know, Kathy. Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. <laughs> I said, yeah, but, I made but, me joy. but to be honest, I, I also was very Spartan about that because there were really only those really a couple of things um and so again it just made me feel like it just made me feel like all right well now it felt like a clean slate yeah and that's the purpose of this practice is not to feel regret but to feel like what can I do now? now you sit in the regret you sit in the dark place you sit with it and you're like fuck Sorry. <laughs> we just said fuck like 10 times. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. But you're like, oh my God. But then, you know, something else comes out of that. So I highly recommend the eternal return as, as something contemplative for it, people. When we were talking about, the, first of all, I just loved it. I love, I loved it. I love it. It's uh, it works so well. Is that my answer when you were talking about it, mine was absolutely yes. And I wouldn't change one thing because my, 
philo- I don't know if I have, I don't really have a philosophy. I have a spirituality. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't know what I don't know what the you know it doesn't work for everybody. But this is how I live my path. Is that it's because I know that every single thing that's happened to me is because I don't want to come back. Mm-hmm. I have to go through spiritually. I have to go through every nook and cranny of challenge of obstacle of pain of discomfort of crazy of happy of joy of connecting because this is what brings me to my higher self so that when it is my turn to ascend to the next level i can come back and i'm done i'm like i'm done i'm done whenever that is like i have some i have somewhere else to go so if i change my path if i if i say no and 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 like I don't know if that would happen because I have such acceptance for the moment. I have such acceptance for my relationships. I have such acceptance for pain and, and it's the pain that I create. I create it because spirit leads me there. When I, when I think about the pain that I, you know, we, we were talking about self-sabotage. Well, that was me and my therapist. I've been in therapy, which is great. So yeah, I'm like, no, I, you know, since the Donovan situation, which he's doing fantastic, by the way, um, since the Donovan situation that happened, I, I had to mentally get some help. I need mental help for to organize how I was going to move forward in the parenting and the mother guilt of things. And what's what's been happening is I've realized that I I have a flight or fight complex as su- and I have the superhero complex, you know, and so I create pain so that I don't, that I don't leave because I want to leave all the time. I don't belong here. I never felt like I belonged here. I know that I've had conversations with some of the listeners is that when you're so spiritual and you don't, and you're such in that upper realm all the time and you're not grounded here on earth and you need help constantly being pulled down, you do what you can to stay here because you know that if you stop now, I'm going to have to do everything all over again. So there's this pain acceptance that, that I create. So whether it's eating so that my hips hurt or whatever habits I have that kind of create self-pain, it's because I have to look at it and say, well, I don't think it's self-sabotage. I think it's purpose. Looking at your experiences as purpose, like Metatron was saying, that if I say stagnant, if I say comfortable, then what am I doing? Is our life just sitting here so that we can go to work, come home, make dinner, finish that? Is that what is that what your purpose is in this life that you need a break? Then you have a break, but you're going to end up coming back and being challenged for something else. So take action, mm-hmm. you know, take action. And so there's purpose with pain and all the things we don't we like as a human being. I think we don't want to come back because we don't want to have pain. I agree. I mean, that was yeah. the whole that yeah. was the whole thing for me. Yeah, you know, which yeah. is why. But I think the the way the way I look at it is, what is the effect, right? So just thinking about it, just thinking about you know doing the eternal return exercise. What was the effect? I'm more engaged with life. I'm more engaged with my life. And what would be the effect of that? The effect of that would be in from your perspective an ascendance right in my perspective it's expansion right right it's expansion in the here and now right and and continuously you know growing but also transcending mm-hmm. that my impediments yeah and so what this exercise afforded me was the ability to see what my impediments were mm-hmm. whether they were self-imposed or right. inflicted on me right um 
I was able to see them. And once you put that under observation, mm-hmm. when you put something on under observation, you can't be that thing, right? Right. If you see it, you can't be it. You are not that thing. So once I put these impediments under observation, I was no longer those things. Right. And then I was able to think about how I can transcend my impediments. So, so for me, um, you know, we're both approaching it from completely yeah. like, for, and I don't think incongruous. No, I don't think, no. I don't think at odds. I think you just, you're coming at things from a different angle than I am or a different school of thought, I guess would be the best mm-hmm. way to think, to yeah. call it. Yeah. Um, we, we're coming at things from a different school of thought, but we're both, we're both achieving the same effect, which right. is leading a purposeful life, yes. being intentional, right. being being yes. the best, higher version that yep. we can be, yep. and transcending our impediments. Bang. And so, Bang. yeah. Bang. I'm going to so, high five that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that is and perfect. And I, you know, I, I'm very grateful for Nietzsche for that, because yeah. then we can have this conversation, right? Right. And I'm grateful well. for Metatron. And we're in that's service the, now. That's and right. And Metatron. And Metatron, where we get, that's the whole thing. Doesn't matter where you get your stuff, man. Now I'm like, in my lower form. It's all form. about the effect. <laughs> my yeah. stuff. It's all about the effect. It's what you get from it. And just right. reach for something. Reach for something to get where you have to be. Just don't be stagnant. And it goes back to what's your purpose? Mm-hmm. What's your purpose? Right. Oh, man. This is exhausting. That was great. <laughs> We're going to take a break. That was great. We're going to check in with Sophie and Nico. We'll be right back. Hey. Hey. Nico needed Sophie, so we lost Sophie. She's all right. That's okay. Okay. What's so, going on? Oh, I was loud. I'm so sorry, guys. So sorry. That's okay. We were talking about the how chaotic things feel. And I feel like it's uh it's, you know, obviously not just us, not you know, the clients that you said. Right. The fact that you started going through this feeling of, you know, cutting the fat. I talked about that last week when um I've made a real conscious decision about what's the background noise in my life. Like, uh, you grew up in our house, how my mom always had like CNN on or the television on in the background. Mm -hmm. And I picked up that habit and I often, maybe it's not television, but I have talk radio on all the time. I have talk radio on at my office And I have talk radio on in my car and I'll have talking at my house. And so it's rare that it's just kind of quiet or it's meditative or it's um, even like chill music. Like it's usually other people talking and other people talking is other people's bullshit and other people's perspectives and other people's problems and other people's filters and how much other fucking people, especially people I don't know, do I need in my ears, right? So I made that choice, uh, like, I don't know, five weeks ago. And what a difference that has made. And that's not even dealing with the existential philosoph- you know, philosophies that get you mm. to a place of your, uh, your purpose. It's really just your daily life, mm. right? Mm-hmm. 
So I also did a deep dive into the wolf moon. I wrote a meditation for last year, and yeah. I looked up the meditation we did on Patreon for the wolf moon last year. But it was uh, it's a different place this year, obviously, uh, celestially and otherwise. And um, Sophie was having a rough time feeling like everything is happening at once. And a lot of people, I always say, I use the expression, I just feel like every time I turn around, I'm getting punched in the face. And so it was like been a punch in the face kind of couple days. Oh, my whatever. God. Yes. Right. Oh, my God. And then every as, direction. As soon as I walk in, Christina had shared this. You shared this with Sophie. And January 12th, energy shift. Extremely rare and intense astronomical event. Now, all of us here are not. I'm not an astrologer. I don't or an astronomer. I can't write but my middle either. name. But when know. we read this shit, it rings true. <laughs> right. It totally <laughs> does. <laughs> Saturn conjunct Pluto and Capricorn, all those words together. The last time these two powerful, quote, karmic repercussion, end quote, planets aligned in this constellation was over 500 years ago. Wow. The Saturn and Pluto phenomenon will trigger a magnificent collective shift. The last connect, uh, they last connected in Libra in November of 1982, and now that uh, synodic cycle has uh, completed. I'm not wearing my reading glasses. A new one begins with a brand new theme running through it. Old energy is ending. 38 years of karmic energy mm. has closed and deeds will now be repaid. Those Shit. who have been spreading light in the world will be rewarded with a transformational rebirth Shit. while negativity will now disintegrate. This is the greatest karmic reset and re repayal we will ever witness. Holy. Now, I don't need to have an, a book in front of me to know that that's some deep shit. The books are being closed, people. <laughs> yeah. The books all, are being closed. All debts are being settled. <laughs> yeah. Everything. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel it. Like, I feel I it, too. Feel, what Donna yeah. said, I'm serious. I have been hit by people in so many it has not nothing to do with me anybody yeah. who is angry depressed whether i'm in a store whether mm -hmm. i'm related to the person mm -hmm. or whether they're related to somebody who's related to me i'm just saying yeah but i'm getting i'm getting it like this and i'm handling it like a champ yeah you notice i haven't cried about it yeah which is rare because i usually take things in and just try to process yeah now i'm like oh no my boundaries are set my boundaries are done. I'm like, no, this is something you have to handle. I can't help you with this other than loving you. That's all I can do. But right now you have to figure that out. I am so proud of myself. And I really believe that. I really believe that everything in our lives that we worked so hard, the karma, the unsung hero stuff we've done is going to be a payback. Mm -hmm. This is the year. I felt that. Yeah, I feel it too. I feel a shift in myself. I'm doing things differently. I feel like I'm on a different trajectory. I've asked for help. I'm receiving help. Yeah. Uh, which is unlike me. It's great. Um, and it's funny. I was talking, you and I were talking last night, uh, Kathy and I, and uh, we were talking about specifically people who are estranged in our lives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, I feel like as women, we're always, you know, we're taught and programmed to women our age, I should say, 
uh, we're taught and programmed to make everybody comfortable. Right. And to make everybody feel welcome and make uh, everybody feel included and all of those things despite our own self-interest. And so along with that, when you estrange yourself from someone in your life, friend, family, otherwise, uh, who is probably toxic, there's a judgment that comes your way. And uh, if you're a complete, you know, uh, cold bitch like me, I don't really care. I so don't care. I can hold a grudge for a long time. I know. (laughs) And I go to sleep just fine at night. I'm one of those people like I can go to sleep angry. Um, And there are not a lot of people like that. And I, I I recognize that. And that Kathy and I were talking about people in our lives specifically who are we are estranged from and how I have a sense of it is what it is, man. I don't have, you know, when you break up with a friend, it's almost as bad as a breakup with a spouse or a, or a partner, mm-hmm. you know, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. That ache, mm-hmm. that yeah. think about them all the time, the what ifs, all of that lays so heavy on you. And there are friendships who have left me and I have, whom I've also left that at the time was so painful or there was so much rueful regret uh, around it that now I'm on the other side of it. And I'm like, wow, that was a gift in an ugly package. Mm-hmm. Wow. I am making time and room for positive things and how I really feel like karmically uh, I'm not feeling that punishment. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When you say like, oh, yeah, I don't speak to so-and-so anymore. And people are like, oh, that's too bad. You know, is it I, really? But is it really too bad? Yeah, I was actually talking with a friend really yesterday who said to me, by the way, my dad died this week, but really it, it's great. And there was another and and I was thinking about that. I my reaction is when I I take cues from people right, right. when women tell me that they're getting divorced, I don't say, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry." I'm like, "Congratulations." My our other sister Tracy made up a congratu sorry, which I used <laughs> I used recently. She used to say that to me all the time. You know, like when I get my thyroid <laughs> checked and it's not right and but you know you're getting better medicine for it. Right. So it's congratu sorry. Um it's funny. So you know, with when people are like, I'm getting divorced, I'm like, whoop, you know, Nancy McMinn can attest to this. Every time she quits a job, I'm like, Yay. Right. Not like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I feel like what I read about these things happening astrologically is that, you know, there's a clean slate to it that we deserve. You know, we that there's mm-hmm. right that you you are totally allowed to karmically stop things coming at you. Yes. You are karmically allowed to not take on other people's fears other people's toxicity other people's negativity other people's opinions other people's paths you are karmically okay to just witness it like you say like it's exactly what you said if you are looking at your impediments you're those are not you because if you are looking at it it's not you Although I do, while you were saying that, I was thinking to myself, sometimes when we channel, you sit beside your, yep. you sit beside yourself. Yeah. It's hard mm. to explain to people. Um, and that is you, but it's not you, but it is you. So to be continued. But um, that what's happening astrologically 
and with the wolf moon happening at the same time and it is after the new year and there's already an energy it's almost like um uh people are running you know like yes um, uh like a fucking Okay, read my mind, everybody. You know, like I'm a, not a, a what am pole, I psychic? A pole vaulter. <laughs> what am I psychic? I feel like we're all pole vaulters. Okay? Really? Yeah. I would not have pictured that. Okay, so I here. would have not have pictured <laughs> that. So said, here we are. If we were playing Pictionary, here we are. We would not win. Yeah. <laughs> here we are picking up our pole vault, yeah. okay? So I feel like over the last whatever phase of our lives, we we have identified ourselves like we got ourselves to the track. We are suited up. We're Chalk, our hands are chalked up. We picked up that fucking javelin thing, right? And we put it on our shoulder. We figured out the balance. Mm-hmm. We can see our path. Those white lines are down there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know your path. Right. Right? How many people will stare at a track with white lines and they still can't fucking walk and run within those white lines? Drives me crazy when we go to Deet Stadium. Where right. people wander <laughs> on the fucking track. I really want to <laughs> yell at them. The lines are there for a fucking reason. Stay in your lane, man. And you know, our, us amateurs can't can't deal with wandering track people. But anyway, so we take your mind is crazy. <laughs> we right take now. our pole vault and we're running and we're running and we're running. And the end the end result is to plant that pole in the just the right place so you can jump over that you know th looking thing so without knocking that pole down and that knocking that pole down i believe is your karma yeah you got you got to clear that karma to get to the other side and there is no prize it's just the achievement it's just the fact that the prize is is the the breathing the prize is that you did it right right so um, people who take those workshops and do the self-help stuff and they brag about it and their inspirational quotes they're constantly putting up on social media because they want everybody to know they're doing the work. They're, I just want, I always want to tell them, there's no prize. Like, just so you know, like, just take it down a notch. There's no prize. Just fucking do the work. And I feel like we're all, like, pole vaulting. Mm-hmm. We're running and running and running. And, you know, people, you fall, but eventually you can ascend to that. Oh, what a thing. I think that, you know, in, in talking about karma is I, I really feel like sometimes it is time that we need to let go of things, the past. And, and the past, our past goes so far. Millions of years, I'm sure. Wherever the years we've been together, quantum physics it, talk a 